Hello and welcome back to the Shreya Wellness Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Ashley. And I'm Jamie. Glad to have you back. We have covered quite a few topics so far, but today I think we're going to talk a little bit on the functional medicine side and share some more information with you about why traditional blood tests or getting normal blood tests back from our general practitioners sometimes um, doesn't really mean much, or what does it mean? Um, I'm sure we've all had that experience. Wait, what? Right? You mean I go get a blood test and it's not accurate, or it's not... It's not that it's not accurate. So they're still accurate, um, but, you know, do you go in for physical and get your traditional blood work done? Um, everything comes back normal. Is right. That- That's typically, yeah. Have you ever, though, had, like, an experience where you're not feeling well or you feel like something's off and you go into the doctor and they run blood work and they come back and they're like, nope, you're good, everything's normal? Um, Yes, that would be accurate. Even my Jeep, I took my Jeep in to go get fixed. And I told them what was wrong with it, and they said they hooked it up to a computer, and they said, but there's nothing wrong with it. Except there is. Except there is. (laughs) So I don't know how many of you have had this experience, but it's pretty typical that we see people go into their doctor and they say, you know, I'm experiencing fatigue or I can't sleep or I have all of this pain or I have acid reflux or my hair is falling out, you know, mm-hmm. you name it, mm-hmm. weight gain that I can't explain or, or I can't gain weight. Yeah, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Rashes is a great one. Um, and so they say, okay, well, let's run some blood work and see what's going on, right? Right. So they do that, and the blood work comes back, and it's all normal. It's in within normal laboratory limits. And so they tell you that you're fine, and they send you on your way and maybe tell you to keep an eye on it pretty common, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, But why does that not necessarily mean that everything is in fact okay? Because you still have those symptoms. You still don't feel good. Your hair is still falling out. Your back still hurts. Your rash came back, whatever it is, right? And so when we're looking at blood tests, especially the ones that are run in the traditional medical system, what's happening I guess let's break it down. Like what what does that mean when you get your results back and you see, you know, a normal range for vitamin D, for example, is 30 to 80. And your result comes back and you're at 32. Right. And they say you're good. You're in normal limits. You're within normal limits. Okay, so let's let's look at that first. What is normal limits? Normal limits is what the lab has determined to be the most average scores or results. It's what the lab has determined to be the most average results for that particular blood marker. How does the lab get that information? Hmm. Do you know? No. I think I know. Yeah. I mean, it's probably an average of the population. There you go. Okay. It's an average of the population. But it's an average of the population that's being tested on a regular basis. That are sick. Bingo. <laughs> so where's the healthy range? So, right. So <laughs> what we're seeing when we see normal lab results, and I believe that they update these, I want to say every year, but it's on a very regular basis. 
that these change. So if we go back and we look at what a normal lab range was in the 80s and compare it to now, I think it might be very shocking for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, because every year we get sicker and sicker as a population. Like we just look out at general population and what do we see? Obesity. Mm-hmm. Diabetes is at a crazy all-time high, I believe. Mental health, mm-hmm. right? People are um, having a lot of health issues. Mm-hmm. They're not... Gut issues. Gut I issues. hear all the time. Yeah. I and mean, IBS has become a, a diagnosis that you just, like, pass out. IBS is another one that I have a tough time with because what that really means is we don't know what's going on. That's right. That's right. But you've got symptoms, so... So we're going to give you this diagnosis. So then you can rest at night. Right. And you can sleep. And you can also... Because you know now. ...start to identify with, I have IBS. Right. That label. That label and that identification. And it, it becomes who we are if we're not careful. Mm-hmm. So if you're someone who walks around identified as IBS, how do you heal and get rid of IBS. Well, I don't. You can't. I, it's, a, it's something that's wrong with me, and so now I'm going to take a pill to hopefully calm down, calm the, symptoms. down the symptoms. Right. So, But I have it, and so I can't get rid of it. It doesn't give me authority or power to change it. Right. Absolutely. So when we're looking at these blood tests, it's really important to start to understand that, one, it's a average of the population mm-hmm. that is not healthy. Mm-hmm. that is overweight, that is eating a standard American diet, that is extremely inflamed, that is probably overworked, underpaid, overstressed, underslept. I mean, the list goes on and on. So is that something that we want to be in the middle of? Do we want to be average? Do I want to comes... be compared to anybody? Well, yeah, that too. But we do have optimal ranges. So in functional medicine, we're looking at optimal function. And that's a big difference between when we look at, uh, you know, traditional, and I will call it maybe more um, if we look at a sick care model versus a health or well care model. Mm -hmm. Um, Sick care, we need to be able to see that your lab ranges are not maybe normal or they're on borderline, right? How many times do we hear borderline? So you have to be borderline for a while and then you need to be outside of normal range for a little while and then you need to continue sort of progressing on that abnormal result until you get to a particular point where you can receive a diagnosis Mm. right Mm -hmm. Um, and then you have a prescription typically or some sort of intervention in functional medicine when we're looking at optimal ranges what we're trying to identify is when does the body perform at its best And at what level do we need to maintain for that to happen? So we're looking for optimum health. We're not looking for dysfunction. We're looking for optimum function. There's a big difference Mm -hmm. there. Um, So optimal vitamin D, I mean, it's going to depend on who you talk to, but I'd say 60 is the low side to 80, depending on what your condition is. If you're autoimmune or have some other things going on, you're going to want to probably be on the higher side of that and may have a harder time getting to it. Um, That's probably one of the most important lab markers I think people should be asking for. And so many places aren't running it, you know? So it's important to understand what that means. Um, If you're interested in learning more about 
these lab ranges, you know, feel free to send an email. Um, the address is going to be down below in the comments for you. But these are things to get educated about. These are things that are important for us to start talking about. And then again, back to the diagnosis mindset. You know, it's, it's, you have to be so careful about what you absorb as your identity. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. It starts to create a storyline mm-hmm. without a whole lot of effort on our part. Mm-hmm. It gives us a way out. I mean, it is the easier way out. It is easy. Sure. It's easy to say that I have this condition and then... Now I know why. Now I know I have it, and here's these things that I can do. Um, but yet, when we disidentify or disattach from that label, again, there's just so much more power in that. As you know, that thing is part of me, or it's in me. But is there something that I can do about it to either lessen it or weaken it? Right. You know? So maybe it's even starting to change the verbiage around how we talk about things that are going on with us. Like I experience yeah. IBS. Yeah. Right. Sure. Um, and I think words are so powerful. Versus I am, or I, I have, have. right. Mm-hmm. Cause now you're, yeah, you do experience an irritable bowel under mm-hmm. the right or wrong conditions, depending on which one you want to look at right. it. Right. But a lot of what I'm starting to work on with my clients is, is this sort of more positive mindset, right? Even when we're talking about trying to figure out root cause, it's almost like the conversation really needs to shift over to what is working, mm-hmm. not what's what, not working, mm-hmm. and how do we support what is working, and then come in and support things that maybe need a little boost, yeah, right? Some attention. Right. So we can't ignore the things that are maybe not performing optimally. But I think focusing solely on that is not the best direction if you're looking for true healing. Right. Right. And I'm sure you see similar things in your field. Yeah. Again, it just goes back to mindset and the things that I'm putting into my mind. So what what I'm inputting from the outside environment. And I always say that words are so impactful they all have energy in them. And when I hear like dis-ease versus disease, two very, this is the same word, but it, it, there's, a, there's it an energy. A it does paint a different picture. And there's a different energy to it. And so I think, and what I mean by that, for those of you listening, it's that dis-ease is that I have dis-ease in my body. If something is not comfortable, something is not right. It's out of balance. It's out of balance. And so when we hear the her- the word disease really quick, it clicks it up and it's now that there's something wrong with me. Right. And two totally different ways of the, how the mind can interpret that. And again, our mind feeds our our inner being and it, it, it causes a lot of distress in there. It does. I'm actually reading the book by Joe Dispenza right now called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Yeah. And that's kind of what he's alluding to. I haven't gotten too far into it yet. It's a slow read. T- takes a lot of brain power and processing. I, yeah, I have the book. I haven't opened it yet. Yeah, it's a. It's very interesting. It's a good one. I'm excited to get a little deeper into it. Um, but he talks about you know waking up in the morning with this thought process. You know, like we're so programmed 
to do the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. And then the things you're doing are feeding the thoughts. And then the thoughts are feeding the feelings. And the feelings are feeding the thoughts. And so, well, and then and then that feeds our environment. So yes, then whatever we're thinking your and what are, we're feeling, then it becomes the reality. So Joe says in one of his other books, or maybe I heard it somewhere, um, was that if you go to work every morning and you're you're sitting there stewing about the things that are going to happen that's wrong what are what wrong things are going to happen at work guess what that's what's going that's what you're going to experience and what you're going to see but if you start your your daily ride into work and you start to say hmm i wonder like i wonder and i'm curious are my two favorite phrases because it doesn't allow me to make an assumption out in the future and it doesn't put anything on anything. Um, it doesn't give me, it gives me kind of an open space to play with whatever is coming my way. So I'm curious how Tabby will react when I bring this report. I wonder if she'll be angry or happy or elated versus Tabby's going to be such a, you know, B-I-T-C-H when I bring my report to her. Right. There's a, there's a, it, it allows our bodies to feel into something different and then when we go to work, we are more curious and open. And not, not just work, but, I mean, we can take this into a whole other conversation. But just the, the whole, the way that I express myself is how I'm, I'm expressing in my environment. Mm-hmm. So it really does make a difference what we're putting into our thoughts. Right. And then that will tie back to any lab results or diagnoses that people right. receive. Because if you are someone who has what you you're diagnosed with depression okay okay so now how do you identify i'm a depressed person i'm depressed and now i have to maybe take a medicine to help me feel better um and i'm not saying i take this uh don't take this the wrong way is that i'm i'm an advocator for medicine when we need it absolutely when we need it um, when all other efforts have been exhausted and some, some rhyme or reason, my body is just not making enough of the chemicals that need to be made in order for me to get out of my depression or anxiety or whatever it is that I need. But I think oftentimes I, I see all the time that people come in with scripts just handed out like... I've seen so many ads on social media now where... You don't even have to really have an appointment. You can just get a prescription yes. for depression or anxiety medication. It's blowing my mind. Yes. Right? Like, why aren't we talking about why we're feeling that way? And so way? it goes back to this disempowerment that we then um, allow our systems, our beings to sit in because we are identifying with a label. We're identifying with this thing um, and then it takes me out of the equation of trying to figure out how to get better because we're just promoting, we're promoting easy fixes. Take this pill, do this, go to therapy online. It's just like this. And there are wonderful therapeutic tools that we can give folks to help with mindset. And it can be sometimes easy fixes, but I think that's for a very small part of the population. We're talking about root causes, big causes that um, 
don't disappear with just a pill or talking to somebody online for an hour a week just about baseline symptoms. Just doesn't happen that way. Right. Surface level. And so again, going back to that disempowerment, like now I'm I'm being like coming at me all the time of all these quick fixes and where's my power at? Where is my power to choose? Where is my power to decide? Where's where where's my power to be able to open with awareness and what's going on with my body and Where's my intuition that's talking to the doctor and saying, look, there's not, there's something wrong with me. And then the doctor's coming back with me saying, there's nothing wrong with you. Take this pill. Um, I think that's important too. And that's something that I like to really drive home with my clients. Like we as individuals are the expert on our body. That's right. We know our body better than anyone. Does that mean that we know what's going on? from a, like a science or a technical perspective better than no. a specialist for heart conditions if we're dealing with heart problems? Absolutely not. No. And there is, as Jamie mentioned, obviously a high regard for the medical community here. There's a time and a place for all of the options that they have to yeah, offer. Yeah, we need, we need the medical care. We need doctors. We need all of these things. Absolutely. I just think it's more of an acute model, yes. right? If you have a heart attack, if you have a stroke, if you break your leg, if you need stitches, if you're in a car accident or any of these other really significant life altering, potentially very dangerous types of conditions, mm-hmm. right? You absolutely want to be at the hospital. However, for the vast majority of us who are walking around with chronic systemic inflammation and fatigue due to poor food choices, toxic relationships, toxic environments, there's so much that we can do to improve our experience. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think it gets talked about enough. It doesn't. And that's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully we're helping shed a little light because I think the real goal for us is creating awareness. That's right. Awareness around all of these different pieces of what healing looks like, what it can look like, what the challenges are. Um, And obviously we're not doctors, so we're not here treating or curing or healing anything specific, but we are trying to help guide people to figure out where to look, what questions to ask, Mm -hmm. how to tap in, how to listen, how to listen, how to listen, right? What is your body telling you? Right. Right. Is your like, let's talk about food cravings, right? Is that your body that really wants that jelly filled chocolate glazed, whatever the heck donut, or is it habit Mm -hmm. or is it a mental addiction or, or a perceived dependency? Mm -hmm. Is there an actual chemical dependency on it? Right. Maybe. Dopamine. Yeah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, um, but starting to kind of really look at that stuff. So I'm sure we'll dig into to more we of that at some point. But if you have questions about lab tests, um, which ones you might want to ask for, what kind of markers, uh, ranges you think that you're not quite familiar with, feel free to, like I said, drop an email. If there's something that you'd like to see us talk about in the future, please let us know. Um, we do want to keep this engaging and interesting for all of you. Mm -hmm. So if there's anything that you'd like to see, drop it down in the comments and give us a like. Stay tuned for the next episode, folks. We'll see you guys soon. Take care.